All right, folks, welcome to the Corner Store Podcast for episode 14. My name is Rob, and here we got my boy Nelly, and we got Phil. Say what's up. What's up, people? What's up? What's up, y'all? Episode 14. Yeah, episode 14. We're logging them right in. And uh, folks, y'all coming on in, please uh, subscribe, like, comment, and share the content. And uh, fellas, what y'all got going on um, in the docket? What's going on? Man... A lot, man. Just work, just work, and just dealing with dealing with all this, uh, uh, dealing with all this situations that are going on with the whole George Floyd thing, man. So I've been having yeah. like mixed emotions about a lot of things, you know. So yeah, it's rough, man. It's rough, but I mean, overall, man, it's been a good week. I can't complain, you know. Um, I'm one of the fortunate ones through all this epidemic and all that that I can still have a job. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. People are struggling. It's like 40 million people that actually apply for yeah. unemployment claims. So, you know, um, so I don't take things for granted, man, but it's, it's, it's rough out here. I mean, a lot of people out here hurting, especially when they come to, uh, like, you deal with the pandemic and not working for months. And then the George Floyd thing happened, and then the job that the court has been going back to get burned down uh, mm -hmm. out of commission. It's like, man, what are people going to do? You know? Right. Walmart, I don't think Walmart went back on 83rd. You know, you know how many jobs that just killed? Yeah, and plus in that community, it's, it's hardly any money. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's probably, actually, they, they, they was probably looking for an excuse to, to even move in the first place. I mean, you know. It, and you know what, guys? Like, I've been driving through the city to see, you know, what, what places was hit hardest and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I think our side got hit. We hit our own side harder than any other community in the city. We're, we're help from other people, so. <laughs> I mean, we're help from other people. Yeah, we're help, right. yeah. We're help from other people. I mean, Oklahoma didn't touch. Oklahoma didn't did not get touched like that. No. You know, Evergreen Park didn't get touched like that. You it know? was it was just peaceful protest, but, but like no looting, yeah. no no rioting. Eighty seventh Street is ravaged, dude. Eighty seventh Street is only thing you really got that really is food unless it's open, but uh, Home Depot, but in the restaurant, you know. Hey, what's that area touch? It's as far as like what a theater was and Home Depot. Yeah, all of that. All, oh, okay, okay. All but they ain't hit. They ain't hit Home Depot though, did they? Yes. Oh, they did. Yep. They, they had home building supplies. Huh? They got all the air conditioners. <laughs> you know, I haven't even been to the right city now. since all this went down. So I, I have no idea how yeah. everything looks. So For, and and I, and the, the area, the area, the area that I work at, Pilsen, they ain't really get hit like that either. When you come over this side of town, man, it's yeah. Just, well, that's 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 because all of the police was eating popcorn while the, <laughs> the south side was getting looted. <laughs> And uh, you know, they was on duty for Pilsen and all of those other neighborhoods. That's what that's all about. Yeah. And Oakland is its own city, so they got the y'all got your own mayor, don't y'all? Yeah, they got yeah. your own mayor. Yeah. So I'm sure they deployed their police to make sure that you know that element didn't make they that way over there. I mean, you know, you kind of gotta understand the people that's in that area ain't they ain't tearing up their own stuff. Right, right. But, but however, on that Sunday when everything went down, um, that was like my last day of, of work. So on my way home, 
as soon as I get to like you know ninety fifth and like um central Cicero, I just I just heard sirens just come out of nowhere. So they was responding to something. So I had no mm-hmm. idea what they were responding to, but but some like, probably went down at the mall. I don't know if any, I hadn't I hadn't read anything about uh I don't think the mall really got hit because I mean it, it was all types of like um like barricades about the entrances and everything. So um I don't think the mall has been affected, you know, up to this point. So oh, okay. Yeah, but they was responding to something because it was all types of sirens and fire trucks and shit, you know, um, just just hauling ass. So, so I had no idea. I mean, still, I I really don't know what was what was touched at all. So, but I guess living in this area, I mean, I guess that's a good problem to have because you know, like being that still, I have no idea what was what was even touched. But if you go through the city, you could kind of like automatically know, like, hey, eighty seven was like you know, ransacked and then then you had um like River Oaks. Right. And and then um you know ninety fifth and Stony, I heard that, that was hit pretty hard. So Yeah, everything along ninety fifth, seventy fifth, thirty fifth, forty seven, everything in our neighborhoods was was ransacked. You know what I'm I, saying? Walmart was already not making no making no money on eighty third. So they probably like you said was probably looking for a reason to move anyway. Right, but I mean, we gotta you gotta remember, man. Millions and millions of dollars was lost downtown. Millions, oh, whatever yeah. was lost downtown was way more than it was lost anywhere else in the city of Chicago combined. Yeah, that's um, that steel picture I saw on State Street, you know, next to the L. I was like, like, God damn, they all them stores. They out. tore that shit up. Yeah, they wiped. I'm like, out. these folks ain't playing. Yeah, so I mean, they, right. they made their marks. So. People, I heard people was going to Macy's three, four, five times. Yeah, Macy's was emptied out. <laughs> Empty Target. Oh, that's all the stores, the jewelry stores. You know, jewelry stores at, at night, they take their jewelry and put it in a vault. So they didn't lose too much. But you, they tore up all the stores. The Camera Central's place that's been down there since the 1800s. Somebody got, I think somebody got killed in there, but oh. uh, because I, I heard that the feds was out um, to the camera central store after, um, you know, after the, the day after, because it was like blood all in front of the store. Okay. And like, you know, that place is, they had antique stuff, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of, uh, uh, probably millions of dollars worth of inventory just because they had antique stuff. But I mean, yeah, all, all that stuff. Good, all, all of the high-end stores on the Merchant, uh, on the Magnificent Mile, mm-hmm. all that stuff got ransacked. So wow. yeah, they, they lost way more money than we lost. Now, um, is it up and running today? Most of them stores. I, I think the, uh, most of the stores that was boarded up. Um, they they what they opened. Uh, when did Lori say they could open? No. That was uh, I think it was Friday. I think no, no. I yeah, think I, that's uh, I think they, I think Laurie said that they're trending towards letting stores open. I don't think stores been open yet. I think that that's the next phase. Okay. Wow. So, okay. So y'all, yeah, we ain't open for business yet. Well, no, no, because um, my my boss emailed me last week saying that the order was lifted. So I think this coming week is everything probably will be open. Okay. okay. <clears throat> but 
Still, people should just stay Ain't home. Ain't nothing changed, as, man. As they didn't killed another dude. What oh, two days about... ago in Atlanta? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen that video, but um, from what I heard, being that he took the officer's taser, I mean, it's it's, it's probably going to be like a legal shoot. It probably so, would, but they fired yeah. the officer already, so. Oh, they did. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not equal force, man. He took a taser. He was running away. He just pointed the taser back, and he upped the pistol and started shooting him in the back. Oh, okay. Okay. So, All right. if you was going to use the taser on him to keep him from doing anything, then how do you equate him using the taser against you by you pulling the gun out and shooting him, knowing that it's going to kill him? Come on, man. That's bad. No, no, no. If 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 you use the taser against the officer, then the, the officer's not going to be in a position to de defend himself or but herself. He, he wasn't by himself. It was more than one officer. It was two officers that, that tried to arrest him. Okay. And okay. he fought with both of them, and he basically won. He got them off of him. He took one of the tasers, and he was running while he was getting tased by the other cop. So he oh. getting tased, running still, he turned back and, and shoot the taser. Supposedly it hit the cop in the face. I don't I don't see how that's possible. If he got hit in the face with a taser and he's still running and he pull a gun out and start shooting. I don't see how that's possible. But okay. assumably he or presumably he took he shot him and hit him in the face and that's when he pulled the gun and, and shot him three times in the back. But I mean even if he did Immobilize the police officer. It was another cop that was running after him. You can't shoot okay. a taser twice. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. And then on top of that, yeah. they pulled the man over in the drive-thru. He stuck, drunk, sleep in a car, car in park, in the middle of the drive-thru. Officer walks up, beats on the window, can't even wake him up until he opens the door and say, "Hey, man, you okay?" The guy wakes up, and the officer says, um, "You all right? You, you know, blah blah blah." How about you pull over um, and just go ahead and park and sleep it off? So he gave him the clear option to just sleep it off. He drove over there and stopped his car. And that could have been the end of it. Okay. He went back, the cop went back to his car, called another uh, officer and asked him what he should do. Then they decided they want to make an arrest. Oh. oh. So he come back to the car with somebody else. You know what I'm saying? When they at this point, you done gave him, you know, you done pretty much said, You you cool, man. I'm just gonna let you sleep it off. He could have gave him a ticket right there for uh for this, you know, uh public intoxication. And that could have been the end of it. Took his keys, right. told him, hey, you know, find somewhere else to some other way to get home. That could have been the end of it. Right. What is this video? Do, 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 do they have video of this? Yeah, it's it's all over. I, it's, I it's, it's, it's the body cam, right? Uh, no, nah, it was the dash cam. I think it was dash cam. Dash cam, okay. Uh, yeah, somebody I mean, else, somebody else filmed it. Okay. Because it was it was a drive through full of people, and that's the other thing. You shooting at people, and it's a whole bunch of people outside, literally right next to you, right. and you shooting at this dude, and there's people in their cars with their kids and shit. Come on, man. These police are just just immature. They're stupid. That was just a stupid thing to do. He gave, That's his probably he gave his keys up, his license up. He was out of the car cooperating. It wasn't until they decided they wanted to arrest him that he decided he wasn't going to go for that shit. You know what I'm okay. saying? 
So yeah, yeah. He's done for resisting. But up until that point, he was cooperative. Right. I mean, you you jump from in like one state, the officer told him to just go ahead and park, and then you'll just be cool from there. And then when the next squad car shows up, and then it's like a different tune. Like now, you know, you under exactly. arrest. So it, yeah, I yeah I could definitely understand why like the average citizen would like get really pissed off about that because you know in one breath he told me I'm good, so right. yeah yeah. And then when he was walking away, he was like he got his car. The cop got in his car and was like, "Do I even want to deal with this?" <laughs> he actually said that on the video. So part of it was the dash cam. He was like, "No, do I feel like dealing with this? Do I feel like bothering this man or something to that effect?" And that's when he called in back up and all this shit ensued. It. You got to watch the video, man. It's people out here that say all he did it hey, to him. Blah, blah, blah. I, can't, I haven't even watched. I haven't really even really watched the George Floyd video. I, I say I haven't watch watched that either. Like right. I can't watch those type of videos, man. It, it does sound to me. So, I mean, I just, I, I, I've been seeing clips here and there. But to watch the whole video, I, I can't do it. Videos like that, seeing the innocent man get killed and playing daylight. And that's what I mean that in order to change the culture, man, they got to, it has to go, it has to be some type of legal ramification or something, man. Something that. Well, I, I know that they did change the law in one of these states where if you use um, a chokehold or something like that that leads to an injury, that the police automatically get uh, jail time or something like that. I, I, I briefly read, came across some somebody who posted uh, the, the, the new law in whatever state that was. I don't know if it was Minneapolis or what, what, but. I believe Kentucky also like abolished the no knock warrants. No knock warrants. Yeah. What is that? Remember the uh, Breonna Taylor incident? That's when they just barged in that lady house. Yeah. And shot, start shooting. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I mean, reason why that case is not getting the um, shine that it should be getting is because I mean, there's no video, so that's just we, blatant murder. We, right, we can't contextualize exactly what happened, but you right. know, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean, hopefully, you know, her, her boyfriend who actually shot at the police, hopefully, all his charges would would be dropped because you know, you you have no that's idea who's yeah. right. Exactly, anybody should take it as that. So yeah, he's still he's still in jail. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I didn't even know that that, like, I don't even see how that's possible. How are you just going to barge in somebody else and start shooting at people? Like that's straight criminal. There's no police about that. There's nothing policing about that. And they went to the wrong house. <laughs> they went to the wrong house. Let me ask y'all guys this. Is this the best or worst time to become a police officer. I ain't touching it. I don't even know what to say about that. I don't think, no. Nah. I mean, you would have to ask someone who, who's actually a cop right now just to kind of see, get their take on it. Good time or a bad time to become? Oh, to become. To like become what will possess officer? you at this time and day and age to go and Sign up to be a police officer. You know what, I man? Mean, it's I mean, I mean it's oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll be devil advocate with that. I mean, it could be the best time if the change. Let's 
if if they kill if they change the culture, it could change where everybody look at policing. If you look at it that way, if it's, if you really gonna change the system, mm-hmm. but it could be the worst time on the flip side. But I'll let y'all finish. Yeah, see, to me, it takes a certain type of person and to be a police officer to begin with. Like, not just What's anybody could be that? a police officer. To, to, to a sociopath. Tell me, tell me more. You, you got to be a sociopath to be a police officer. You have to be able to tune out people's emotions. and So, not so you telling, you're telling me all cops, are, all cops are crazy? I honestly believe, I don't consider sociopaths crazy. I don't it just, know. It's, 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 it's just it's, a mentality. It's just a mentality. Yeah. A psychopath would be crazy. A sociopath is somebody that just don't. A sociopath is functional. And they, right. can, they, can, they can control that specific rage. Exactly. Quote unquote rage. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't. That's why you have to go through a psychiatric test to become a police officer. I think. I don't think it's thorough enough, though. I think the purpose is to determine whether or not you're a sociopath so that they can hire you. That's right. what I think it's for. I don't think it's to deter them from selecting crazy people. Mm-hmm. I think they purposely want people with those types of tendencies. So mm-hmm. I could be wrong, of course. Everybody's entitled to be wrong, but it seems to me all of their ass is a sociopath. So I'm going to go with <laughs> it's a requirement. I mean, being that even even prior to the uh, pandemic, I mean, a lot of jobs were like, you know, leaving to like go go overseas. And now with the pandemic and once all the shit is done, so many jobs are not going to come back. So, I mean, there there will always be police open and it's like available for like people to take those jobs. So I don't think that people it's not going to stop people from applying to them. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't I just don't know that. If if you have the mentality or you think you have it what it takes to be a police officer in this day and age, yeah, I think you got to be crazy right now to want to be a police officer. Well, right. It depends on where at, though. I mean, if, if you're a cop in, in, in Beverly Hills, you're good. If you're a cop <laughs> in Inglewood, <laughs> Chicago, then that's something different. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, would, I would tend to agree with you. Yeah, I actually, uh, me and Cassie been watching um, Beverly Hills Cop movies since since she never seen them. So we went through the first two. So now we got to see part three, and then we're gonna move over to the to the Lethal Weapon series because she she never seen those. Wow. So okay. we're just going through you know going through some retro movies at this point. And uh, oh yeah, so speaking of movies, have y'all seen Chappelle's um, special? His new one. I ain't say I yeah. just heard about it t- today. I, ain't I just heard about it just yeah. yesterday. <laughs> No, this, and I, and I, saw, I, I, I saw I saw it trending on uh, on Twitter, so I went to go check it out. And I, I tell dude, I love him, man. I, I like the rawness that he just gives. He just he don't give a fuck. He gonna do what he gonna say what he want to say, and he gives a fuck if you care. I mean, but it, it wasn't, wasn't it wasn't a comedy it wasn't special. Funny. It wasn't a comedy special, right? It wasn't right. a comedy special. It was it was more of him just kind of venting, venting about uh, you know just the things that's been going on lately, you know. Mm-hmm. But I thought he was right on point. Yeah, yeah, just the just the way he kind of correlated the whole Chris Dorner um, situation, in which that mm-hmm. that that black cop from um, from um, LA that was um you know killed out in Big Bear 
how he was kind of correlating how like the police kind of rallied around the way he killed their own men and women and how mm -hmm. today that's the way that we're kind of rallying against the cops for like killing one of our own so it was it was kind of like perfect the way he kind of you know put that out there yeah, I'm gonna have mm -hmm. to check that out. Mm -hmm. probably watch I mean, it's, it's, it's only it's only 27 minutes. It's a very short special, so yeah. You, I you heard it. I, I I literally just quick. heard about it maybe like a couple hours ago. Oh, okay. So cool. I ain't been situated long enough to to check it out. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely check it out because this last few specials right. on point. Can I, let me ask you. Can, let me ask you guys this question. Now we own the whole day to peril situation. <clears throat> how many how many white friends do you guys have? White friends? Well, I say friends, but I did that you associate with. Um, it's it's several several uh, white coworkers I I talk to um, like on a regular. Okay, what about you, Phil? I mean, I got a it's it, I got quite a few white friends, white people I know. I ain't gonna say friends. I would say at some point in my life they were friends, but I mean, you know, my I, my circle is super small. I don't really deal with nobody but y'all. So if we talking about you know, if I expand my circle of friends, you know, that I've known over the years that I still communicate with, I mean, yeah, we, I got quite a few. We don't have to say friends. We can just say associate with them, have, have conversations with them. Yeah, I, I got a lot. In guys, that case, I probably have a, have a lot of white friends. Okay. How you guys have uh, had any conversation regarding this whole George Floyd thing and just, uh, and just uh, the climate, you know? Well, the one, the one person that I had the uh, conversations with, he, he was a crip <laughs> from Ohio. Okay. And uh, he, 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 he completely agreed with everything that you would say. Um, so he's biased. <laughs> okay. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he's one of those people that kind of came from impossible beginnings you know what i'm saying he turned his life completely around you know what i'm saying he he taking care of his family and he you know he doing his thing um but he came up you know going to jail you know for dealing drugs and all all that kind of shit but he know he he basically felt like he'd been treated like a black person his whole life and i would agree with him because he didn't been through some shit yeah <laughs> that's my guy shout out you know who you are well, um, my coworker Curtis, the one who went to my mom's funeral, I mean, mm -hmm. he's he's probably he's probably one of my he's probably one of my best friends, and we we always have uh, conversations about race, and um, like out the blue, he he texts me, he like Lincoln, uh, I love you, Aww. like uh, I, I was like I was like <laughs> I, I was like hey um. I love you too, but uh, did something happen? <laughs> then he texted back and said, "Well, you know, with everything that's going on, I just felt that I had to like tell you that." I was like, "Oh, okay, okay, it kind of makes sense." And um, you know, we we yeah, we, we always had conversations about that even prior to this whole uh, George Floyd thing because he he thinks I'm a um, he he kind of thinks I'm a um, like a like a bigot now. <laughs> <laughs> what gave it away? What gave it away? I mean, I mean, he's very liberal, and it seemed like the older I get, I'm starting to get more conservative. So, so he always called me out of certain shit. And um, and actually, uh, funny story that he told me is that um, you know, he's from like the Boston area, right? And his, his yeah. kids are like big Red Sox fans. 
Mm. And one of these kids said, oh, um, I wish I was black like Big Poppy." And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then Curtis told his son, like, hey, um, I don't think you know how America works, so I don't think you want to be black right now. So. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but he, yeah, but Kurt, he's a cool dude, though. You know, shout out to Kurt, though. <laughs> yeah. My guy, he just, one, he just hit me with, with the them not my white people. That was his that was his response to the situation. Right. Because I had yeah. sent me, I had sent y'all that image where <clears throat> people were doing this uh that, this that, challenge, that challenge where they were kneeling yeah. on people. Yeah. And he was like, Man, them not my white people. And I was like, them not people at all. They just fucking aliens. But um yeah. Yeah. I mean fellas like we 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 as black men, I mean we we may have like a few a few allies, like, you know, like scattered, like around the diaspora as, as far as the political arena. But if you look at the landscape, like now, we really have no, we really have no allies because like the Democratic Party, they don't covet the black man's vote. They ask no. for the black woman's vote. It's not like the GOP yep. is, is giving us like an olive branch. So like, who do we turn to, to be an ally to like speak for black, heterosexual black male issues? Right. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. We had a conversation, I think last week. I think I think we have gotten to the point where you have to start looking to build within, because ain't like you just said we we don't have any allies. Mm -hmm. We need to build our own structure and make it as strong as it gets. Let let them come to us. That's the point. We don't have the, the, there's no unity. Yeah, there's no unity. You know, and I think the political structure the way it is now is outdated. But leaps and bounds mm -hmm. yeah otherwise otherwise you wouldn't have 80 85 year old joe biden running for president facts you know and and, and let's, let's just keep it keep it 100 they just totally shitted on bernie the democratic oh, yeah. party pretty much just shitted on him twice just hey suck a dick basically go away yeah and bernie just took it yeah but you know he, and, bernie, yeah. And, and, and between the bernie i'm oh, sorry let me finish between bernie and joe biden Bernie idea was way more radical than Joe Biden. I think they were just scared of that. Right. You know, I'm just tired. I'm tired of these old—I uh, don't even know what to call these old head politicians that just don't see, don't see real people. If that makes sense, like there's real I mean, shit going on in in the, in the community, and they just. But they just out of touch. I mean, I mean, they've been rich for so long. I mean, they don't. They don't. They don't. Like know like the common folk language. They just know about the donors' language. Yeah. I mean, you know, like most of their time is like doing fundraising so that they can win the next campaign. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know, and, like and, power and, and, and access when you're in that Washington bubble. And that's where it has to go. I think that's where it has to come back to. I was, you know, I was watching. You watched this show, uh, Godfather, Godfather Harlem, and. I think he's a senator of Brooklyn or a representative. You guys watch that show? You talking about with Forrest Whitaker? Yeah. The, I just saw the first the, episode, but I, I haven't seen the, the series, though. Oh, the, the, the politician should have been in there. Anyway, I ended up uh, looking up his history. They got they got a street name out there. That guy pretty much, he was a representative of Harlem. Pretty much everything was Black-owned in Harlem. Everything, like Harlem was like their own little functioning situation. 
back in the day. That's back in the day, man. Why can't we do that now? That's that's the key. We all we need. We 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 always asking for shit. Let me get this. Let me get that. Fuck that. Why can't we just build the shit and keep it moving? You know what? Like problem. like unfortunately, like you know, as as far as the way uh, things were handled, like back in the sixties with like Malcolm and and and, and Martin Luther King. I mean, these were like you know like two two alpha males trying to look out for like black people's interests. But today you don't have alpha males doing that. I mean, like, you know, with like, with the whole black lives matter, I mean, like on one end, you know, they are using black men's debts to like push like a separate agenda. You know, if, if you look through the curtain, so like, you know, like when, when I was reading through that mission statement, it like literally kind of like, like internally, like, like enraged me a little bit because like, like, you know, like, like, how dare these people use black men's deaths to, like, push an agenda to, like, kill the black family, and which mm. is kind of undermined all of us. I mean, we, we, we three are, are like, married men. We, we're trying to thrive our, like, family so that we can kind of, you know, build, like, the uh, next, you know, generation, like, down the road. But, like, the fact that, like, they just using black men's deaths, I mean, it, it really pisses me off. So, like, I just, I don't know, man. It's, it, it, it's just crazy. I think that, and, and, you know, we touched on this last week. Um, I think that everybody thinks that that's the, what we should be doing. But there is the immediate population of wealthy black people and middle-aged or upper-aged black people that still subscribe to the political process. And that's where the problem lies. We still ask and master to help us along the way. We need to stop doing that shit all together. Meaning, fuck this political system. Don't subscribe to it at all. When we vacate this political system, that's making a statement that we don't believe in America's process. As long as we subscribe to the process, we're still subscribing to master controlling us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we do need to create our, create our own wealth. But even if we do that, we still are going to have, fall under America's rules. And I understand. I'm not, and I'm not an advocate for not having rules. I'm not an anarchist. But at this time and day and age, the way that they're finding these celebrities who tweeted something five years ago or said something in a comedy strip 30 yeah. years ago, they yeah. should be investigating every politician at this point and removing all of their asses from office. We should be looking at having national re-elections across the board because every one of these fucking politicians have done some racist shit at some point in their life. But we're not getting rid of their ass with the same ferocity that we, you know, will fire a dude from the uh, uh, from the flash who says some bullshit, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago when he was a kid and didn't know no better. But we'll keep these old ass racist people in office and re, you know, constantly put them back in office over and over again. So that's some bullshit. And then the fact, like I say, you know, you got all these black people that subscribe to the idea of just go and vote, just go. We've been voting. We didn't got people in office that we wanted to be in office. They ain't changed shit. In right. fact, most of these situations that are happening are happening in blue states. They're happening under democratic rule. All of this shit is happening in places where Democrats are supposedly be making better for black people. They're not doing shit. 
See, like to the the key to like to like changing shit is to be in the same room with people with power, right? You at you at you at uh, Martin Luther King. He he got into the Oval Office. He was able to like make changes from from you know you know back in that front. Today, if you question these people, this is as far as the people with the agendas, you 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 can't question them. You can't even debate their ideas in a in a in the public square. However, you have people like Kim Kardashian. She can she can march her her white juicy ass in a White House and get a black woman free, just like that, just like that. So. So I would have asked people, I mean, it's, 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 instead of instead of doing all this marching shit, change happens if, if you get to the same room with these powerful people, I think that's what a change should happen at. So Yeah. I, mean, I think it'll happen. I mean, obviously right. you can see it happening, but that I don't I just don't I, I don't I, I just can't subscribe to our political system effectively working to change anything to our business. I, I think they cl- like I that. think I think I think they're clowns, man. I just think the Democrats, Republicans, they all clowns for me. Look at the Democrats. They decided some people in the, in the Democratic Party decided to put on what's the Trump thing? Oh, uh, oh. Man, what's, come what's, on, what's man. It, what's, what's that again? Pelosi. They, you know yeah. the, the oh, they can't uh, take cloth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Come on, come man. On, man. If that wasn't a big that, dog and pony show. That is I, I that that is straight pandering, right? I that mean, is straight just, bullshit. Just come, yeah. yeah, it's like come on, man. Like come on. This, yeah. And people, like, right? People eating that shit up though. This is those on, those man. people that subscribing to that bullshit. They think yeah. that's a great thing. <laughs> that's that's not great. That's that's just that's ridiculous. It's absolutely right. that's to me that's that's not even pandering. That's saying, aha, I know you're gonna go for this. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's what the Hillary with the whole chick. I'm sorry, hot sauce in the purse, and that's what Joe Biden telling Charlemagne. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. you're. I mean, you're not black if you vote. Um, yeah. You know, if you don't vote Democrat, I mean, it's just the same shit that they that they give us, yeah. but they they not you know telling the same type of tune to to Asians and and, right. and, and, and Jews. I mean, I think we are the only people that they tell that to. I think I think right now the connection with politics and politicians and the people like we are that's on the ground, there's no connection now, man. There's no connection. They don't even hear people like me and you, you know. Yeah. We're not even we're not even on that radar, you know. And that's the problem. A lot of these politicians they get into office, man, and they lose connection with the people. You know, it becomes more of a power a power struggle. You know, yeah, I, you know. My thing is, some of these guys have been senators for thirty and forty years. What the fuck, how you really done? Really? They supposed really to represent they Okay, people. and and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call out uh what's a man. Who office that the cops office is in, uh, in oh, Chicago? No. The one that was the office was chilling in. What's, his, what's the office? Uh, what's Bobby Rush. Name? Bobby Rush. It was his office. Bobby Rush. Yeah. Yes, it was his office. Bobby yeah. Rush is 105 years old. <laughs> what the hell did he have in common with any of us? Well, he's been in office forever. Tell me anything he done of significance besides being a Besides being in the uh, Black Panther, that's the only Sorry. thing that I know him for. Has been the Black Panther. I won't say that he hasn't done anything for black people. I don't. I only because I can't speak specifically to it. Right. But I right. know he has been for black people. You know, for a long time, and he, he's made efforts. But and, and I don't really fault him 
I fault the fact that we haven't found anybody else to replace him to do for us what we need them to do. Instead of us seeking out better leaders, we subscri subscribe to what's already there because it's familiar. Right, and we make right. excuses yeah. when, you know, for those people when they make mistakes. We don't hold our own leaders to a high enough standard. You know what I'm saying? We all know, you know what I'm saying, O.J. Simpson killed that woman. But yeah. in a heartbeat, we'll be like, nope, he ain't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> to another group of people. To us, we'll say, yeah, he, yeah, he ain't doing it. Right. But to it. them, we ain't, we're going to be like, nah, that's for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so, we yeah. definitely admit it. Yeah. Yeah. But so, and the same rules for Kim Fox. We know she was on some bullshit with Jesse Smollett. Uh, uh, hold on. For the record, I would admit it that he didn't do it to anybody, period. Just for the record. Huh? I, I, I don't think he did it, just for the record. For real. For real. You, you don't think he did what? Kill, kill those two people. Oh, OJ. You're talking about OJ. No, I'm yeah, talking OJ. about OJ. <laughs> you're talking I don't know. Did it. I don't really even care that much, but I never say. The point I'm trying to make is we, we have a tendency to support people when they don't even deserve the support just because they're black. Right. We, we need to stop doing right. that. We just right. need to stop doing that. I mean, you know that's that's why we all are voted for Obama because, because of his black. skin. But but as, as, as far as lineage-wise, he had nothing in common with us. I mean, I, honestly... Probably most people had to vote for him based off of Michelle Obama because she is one of us, but he yeah. he, he he didn't come from us. Well, it ain't, I don't think I don't think it is about that per se. I think I think deep down he probably wanted to do more for the black community, but I, I think he felt like if he did, he would he would get badged for that makes know, him a bad leader. Right. That's my point. Right. That's exactly makes him right. a bad leader. But but on the flip side of this now, you got uh, Operation Orange over there. You know, <laughs> doing whatever you want to. Doing whatever the fuck you I, want Spike to do. Lee. When you want to do it. Okay, Spike Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, man. It's, I'm just saying. Like, this mm -hmm. dude does what the fuck he want to do, when he want to do it, say what he want to say. Now, I why, think, I think, why, why I is think Donald Trump in office? Because people thought that was a good change at that point in time. And right. I don't really think people, I really don't think, but listen, we, I remember he was losing the popular vote. So basically, everybody, that, that group to me is what's most important. He lost the popular vote. He won from the electoral office, which is dumb as shit ever. But so I think there's more people that don't like Donald Trump that like him at the end of the day. And my thing is, this dude just keep fucking up, and they just keep giving him chance after chance after chance. That's because so they're not I, giving him chance. They're making the same excuse for him that we made for OJ. That's their boy. He so white. My, make my, thing, my thing is, you just need someone that, that's on ground level or one of us, as you said, Rob, one of us. But mm -hmm. I never really consider Obama one of us. I I, I, I feel like he's from the shy. He, he, he's in the area, but and I said, that's why I don't understand why people get mad. Like, what's expecting to do? You know? Mm -hmm. I that's, just think yeah, that yeah. We, we just need leaders. Let's start with the leaders first, man. All right. And like you said, I don't know who next at this point. These guys have been in office for so long. I mean, there's <laughs> no know? shiny star coming down the road that's like really like, I like think, black. But you know, I think we're in a time, I think we're in a, we're in a time, a place right now that if someone locally 
just locally had a push and had a vision and a plan about how they wanted to change our neighborhoods and this and that. I think that might just come from a regular, regular Joe Smoke like me and you. I think people tired of the political aspect of it all. You know, Donald, and Donald Trump and Donald Trump has made the political host seem a, a fucking joke. You know, it's a fucking joke. So we have to find someone who's not afraid to tell us the hard truth and just and then keep it real at the same time, bringing people together. But I think I think that's I think to me, unity unity as we know it, I don't think will never be the same. I think. I think black people need to, I think at this point, black people realizing that they have to do for, for themselves because nothing mm-hmm. else is going to work at this point. No, I agree with that. I, I, I don't, I think, yeah, I, I don't know that black people see that. I, I don't, I don't really think that. Well, I mean, well, right real. now you got these basketball players that's forming a union to help people, help people vote. They, they, LeBron and all them, they didn't got themselves together to start this big push to get people back voting and all of that. Dude, you got all of these rich ass people. Why are they not investing in an, a, a, a black infrastructure? Right. That makes sense. That makes yeah. Why do you Hell want to sense. continue to subscribe to this voting process? Think about it, though. Think about it. Jordan Jordan is a billionaire. Oprah is a billionaire. Did you we just talk with those two? That's the top of the food chain. That's the top of the food chain, right? And they mm-hmm. funnel that money straight down to other black entrepreneurs and whatnot. And, and one bank, you save us all the money in one bank. You can't tell me that's you can't tell me that's power right there. That's that's exactly the point that I pushed out last week and to other people. These we have to, as a people, stop subscribing to the idea that voting is going to change our situation. It's not. I'm not telling you not to vote, but I'm telling you, yeah, you should vote for people that you think will better your community. But that act alone is not enough. That's, in fact, it's insignificant because we've been voting for the last 100 years and it's done us no service. I mean, Asians, Asians don't do that much voting, but they get all, all, all their shit passed all the time because they, they grease the pomps or whoever they want to uh, exactly. pass their shit. Exactly. So you got yeah. Oprah donating 12 million, uh, Jordan now donating, what, a 10 million, 100 million over 10 years, mm-hmm. Nike. They donating them to what? What are they that's donating this money to? They're, they're donating to like point. fight to fight racism. What? Okay, so there's a big collection fund of people running around fighting racism. They getting all of Michael Jordan's money. They fighting the ghost. It's stupid. And who's, and who's running? And who's one of these organizations? I bet you, white people. That's my point. Right. There. This is a poor investment. This is a poor investment. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bad business move. <laughs> I'm just gonna. They just okay, throwing a hundred million dollars at and, Black and, Lives Matter. Okay, and my and my next question, with that is, okay, we got a hundred million. So how do you pay for equality? That's exactly the point. I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> it's a bad investment. They just throwing a hundred million dollars away. And, 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 and who who's who's no getting this money? Remember, who's getting remember, this money? what is? 
remember Brian, he's he's worth about five hundred million dollars, and somebody still spray painting nigga on his gate. So, so no matter how much money you have, no matter how much money you have, <laughs> you can always be a nigger to like why, certain why, people. Why, why are we trying to? Why are we? Why are we donating all this money to, to these imaginary people? You know what? Look, let let me just put something out here. Right now, Black Lives Matter is such a huge movement. Right? It's global now, man. That shit is global. huge now. Yeah. Who is the leader of the movement by name? It's it's three lesbian women by it's, name. Uh, Patrice Colors, Alicia Why Garza. Why is this person who has worldwide support not running for office? Well, well, like I said before, they're 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 trying to pass their agenda, their LGBT agenda, in a background. But that's exactly but, my point. Though. But but on his face, they're trying to have these the the sentimental white liberals donate all types of money to him every time. A black uh, man dies. I mean, okay, so like George Floyd, based off his death, they they probably got about maybe fifty to hundred. Actually, they got t- okay ten from Jordan. They got like another uh, like million from like the um, Bop Kids Bop Kids Bop thing, whatever. <laughs> and so many other celebrities like don't all throw money, money to them. Black Lives Matter, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Just so they could go out and, and get licenses to protest peacefully and occupied city spaces and all of this. It's a colossal can, waste of money. I can tell you right now. No, well for them, well for them for them, based off their agenda, is money well spent. Oh yeah, of course. Based off it's of them. It's posturing. Yeah. It's yeah. posturing, but like I say, if they had are you homophobic? Tr- Bro, are you homophobic? No, I have have well wait wait okay first of all tell me what that means because most no. people don't know what homophobic means yeah tell me it. tell me what that means <laughs> no 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 I, I have no issues with anybody I, I just don't like the agenda I just I'm don't like the agenda. homophobic I'm means fear of gay people <laughs> right I don't I don't have a fear and I, I don't hate them either I, I agree that I think focus is like and, and i'm not against i mean i'm, I'm with you i don't i support it 100 percent. i have a, a gay family member i unless there's nothing there's nothing against that at all but i think the focus would, to me would be more i think the picture would be more focused for me if a black man led this movement led the movement does that make sense it's like, yeah, it because, really, yeah, of course it makes like, sense to not, Rob. He's all about the patriarchy. <laughs> right. You, know? you see, like, they, they don't want black men leading anything, especially heterosexual black men. Of course not, no. It's like, you know, like you said, I, feel, I don't know where the focus is really going. To me, it's all propaganda. They got a, a slush fund for police brutality. I don't know how, how you pay that. How you pay for that? Just to take about it so funny. And bailing <laughs> black men out of office who get arrested at protests. Yeah. But yeah. like I said, no one has come up with the idea. We have, as a black people, that we have very wealthy black people that's alive right now. All it would take is just to invest in a black bank invest in the neighborhood and just take back block, 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 block. Why is that so hard for people to understand? 
every other race do it. Every other Asians, race. Every other race. Asians, every other race. Asians, listen, I just might sound very uh, mean. No, brother, brother, just say it. Just say it. I didn't give a shit. I didn't give a shit that in Chicago now. How the fuck is a dozen uh, uh, Asian Asian uh, family cornering the market that that for here that is bought predominantly from with black women, black people? How they don't even relate to the shit. They don't even relate to the culture at all. So how are they selling black people here? Hair is a billion dollar business. Right, you're just me just all, just the hair, right? Just the hair. Just the hair alone. So I'm telling yeah. how are you telling me all these billionaires, the Jordans, the Oprah, the LeBron, y'all couldn't, y'all can't find a, a, a supplier, a buyer, so a supplier that supplies our people with the black hair and start buying some of these. Or black maybe, or or maybe the women should just stop wearing it. I mean, that's a whole nother story. Problem that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother, that's uh, come a whole nother Come on. That's hey, a, hey, hey, if you look at pictures back in the, like, 40s, 50s, and 60s, them sisters were were bad. Listen, and not to mention, listen, listen, and not to mention, listen. it was so hard to even see a, a fat black woman back then. Rob, so Rob. you blaming Madam C.J. Walker then? <laughs> Rob. It's all her fault for starting a black business. Child telling I'm talking about 23 year old that her natural hair is beautiful. Dude, she curse you out. Who? You know? Oh, you girls, talking about these thoughts out here? Yeah. Oh. Girls, no, I mean, girls, I, the, 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 I don't have to tell that to like thoughts. I could tell that to my two daughters every single day. Absolutely. And, uh, and that's and that's all you can do. That's all right. you can do. But right. but that's a whole other story. But the fact is. Why, why, why isn't the black beauty salon owned predominantly by black people? Why? I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into having a business, and I think that one is everybody simply executed. That's that's what everybody. it is. Okay, like I said, how is Chung Lee on 95th and Halsted selling our people here? Chung Lee don't even stay over this way. How is Akmar down the street selling alcohol and cigarettes? He don't even stay in the, in the neighborhood. How has how how um uh, oh, the Indian people at the, the Indian people at down the street at Dunkin' Donuts selling us coffee in our own neighborhood? How are they franchising Dunkin' Donuts in our, in our neighborhood? It's it's a simple thing. It's simple. It's, I, I mean, that's the, well, a and, lot of that. What we hold on, hold on, Phil. And what we're going through right now, what we're going through right now as a people is exactly what we deserve because we didn't set ourselves up for the long game. Right. We, 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 we always react, but we never be proactive when it comes to, when it comes to as a people. Every race is proactive. I could, you can't listen. Much as I hate it, you can't front that the agents cornered the market for, the, for a beauty supply store because it was genius. You can't, you can't get mad at that but it doesn't mean it's right. It's right. capitalism. Right. I mean, they did right. what they're supposed to do as a patriarchy. Exactly. So you can't, so, but they did it as a family. They did it as a race. Right. Okay. Right. So why, why are we lacking so much leadership for, for us to come together and do this, what everybody else has been doing for decades? 
I mean, that's, because that's we right. the thing is, we we never yeah. had anything though, as a people. We we don't even we don't know our heritage. Our culture is constantly stripped away from us. So we are buyers. We're not sellers. We have to become sellers, but we don't have anything to sell other than our asses and our abilities, our talents. Mm-hmm. And those are the markets we should be really focused on. If we're going to sell, if we're the best athletes, then we should own the stadiums. If we are the best musicians, then we should own the record companies. Those are things that we should immediately take advantage of, advantages that we have and push that agenda first. Because these, these industries are making millions and billions of dollars off of us. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> Imagine... Imagine if prostitution was legal. I mean, niggas go 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 try to be pimps in order to make some make some you know, some money. So. But that's what we good at. <laughs> I know that's the thing. Basketball, football, and, and and pimping. But I mean, but that's that's the thing though. You know, athletes now are really starting to monopolize on their, their sales as a brand. That's something that you know, didn't really happen until Michael Jordan came along. So now you have athletes who are branding themselves, but they're still pushing products that belong to white people. Right. Why are, you know, and then one of the, those who attempted to do something for us, the Stefan Marbury's and the Shacks, we just threw that to the side and said, oh, that's garbage. Oh, man, you know them, them shoes only cost $18. I ain't buying shoes. Exactly my point. But had mm-hmm. we have done that, had we have invested in that, you know, who know who's to say that, you know, if Stefan Marbury's shoe would have been as popular as Jordan, then Nike wouldn't have been su- as successful as they are. You know what yeah. I'm saying? They would have needed to buy something from us. Phil. We have to Phil. become sellers. Phil, let me ask you this. Who do you, who do you see, what race do you see the most that rare, that, rare, that country red name brand? Us, because we're buyers. We don't look fly. Have you ever seen a white millionaire wear a pair of Balenciaga? Yeah, and yeah, I have, but that's mostly in Jersey, <laughs> California. But no, you you don't see that unless they're actually just trying to be a douchebag. And that's my whole point. We buy, we spend, we spend all this money, all these companies that have that don't give a shit about a, you know, Gucci proved that, you know, but people still wear it, you know, because yeah. they they want to be the hip, they want to be part of the, the crowd. But how, how do we change that culture of not, of wanting to look flashy and separate ourselves from everybody I else? Think, we I think can't. Gonna, I think it's going to take a, a revolutionary effort from leaders, up-and-coming up leaders who has uh, a, know, a sense of what the community needs and wants and force people the next generation. I think it might be too late for our generation. Obviously. Yeah, it's definitely uh, too late for ours because uh, y'all didn't want to start watching uh, football and, when Kaepernick and, and maybe and maybe the generation under us it may be too late for them. But generation after that at least start uh something that's gonna change the way black people operate, man. Because it can't be like all we know for getting killed by cops and, and going to prison. Every time every time a black man get killed but our police officer, he's famous forever. He's he's gonna right. he's gonna he's live a martyr. on forever. He's a martyr, exactly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so why can we change the narrative ourselves and, and start doing good business and building our business among amongst each other? Let, let let them come to us, you know? That's there are very simple things, very simple changes that we can start to make today 
to start to change the narrative that will impact, in fact, impact us two, three years down the line, not 10, 20 years down the line. We talk about investing money and putting it in one singular bank. As a people, we don't have to be rich to take all of our money out of uh, banks, you know, the, the, the non, out of white banks and put them in a black bank we're going to still have the same benefits because there are black banks that have the same, um, the, the same, you know, savings checking accounts and loans and stuff that you can get at a white bank. We just don't do it because one, the bank is either not popular or well-known enough or because we are comfortable or we don't trust chain that change. Well, you could very easily take your money out of whatever bank you bank with and go and put it in, you know, I don't know, Seaway or whoever is, I don't even know who the black banks are, but you could easily do that. And we could easily have, you know, push the movement, all of the Black Lives Matter money that's going into that Black Lives Matter account could very easily be shifted to a black bank. I'm sure it's not in a black bank. That mm. would that would, that would effectively um, remove billions of dollars from, you know, white capitalists, and move that to a, a, a black, you know, a, play, a black institution. That would that could very easily be done. We do have to yeah. start a movement to make people make that effort. Yeah, we, I think people like like Jay Z. I think people like Jay Z. I think people like um, the Bruns. I think they have the the, the power and the, and the cachet to to make that next step and 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 make it about the black movement. You know, yeah, uh, I, that's I one agree. thing I can't say about LeBron. Basketball, besides the basketball, is on some real life shit. Like he, he has that that black mentality where it's black first, and I'm I'm trying to help. You know, my black people, even just opening up schools and whatnot. I think he has that mindset. It takes it will take somebody like him to kind of push that next generation. I just, I just, I just, we, we don't have, we don't have anything to fall back on, man. And it's been like, all we do is just react, react, and react. We yeah, I, I, we definitely hey, don't. Is that Black Bank still on 47 of King Drive? I, I've, Ghana, I can't think of it. Somebody mentioned it to me a week ago when I brought it up. I, it, yeah, it is still on 47th Street. Okay, I think Seaway okay. at some point was a black owned, but I think it got sold. So right. So you're talking about on, like, on 35th and King Drive? Yeah, uh, 87, it was, one, it was one on 87 too. Yeah. Oh, 87. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's probably more banks, black banks than that. But like I say, we would have to push the agenda. Well, okay, now we're gonna take our money and put it in black banks. That's 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 step one. You know what I'm saying? Now all of these other banks are, are gonna be thirsty for our business. So you know what they're gonna start doing? Incentives. They're gonna start offering all these incentives, and niggas gonna be like, oh well, I could get a hundred dollars if I switch back to this bank. And they're gonna go but on. That's, but that's the thing too, though, Phil. <laughs> that's all we work for hundred dollars. <laughs> but that's the thing too. But that's the thing too. As a black bank, you should be doing all you can to connect with the neighborhood. And they're not and the people. And, and uh, like I'm like like every day when I go to work, and I hate it as much as I hate them. But every day I go to work, when we call them, we, I have uh, ads from Rent Trust, Rent Trust is in Pilsen, that bank in Pilsen, and every other day they got a a flyer from Vip, from Rent Trust, you know, mm -hmm. promoting their services, saying what they what they offer, that type of stuff. As a black bank, I could, like you said, I don't. We barely know what a black bank. I mean, we right. can name one or two at the most. 
they have to do better to promote themselves to the black neighborhood. I agree, but I mean, you know, they're small banks. It's hard for them to reach out to people. Whatever their their problems, their issues are, we could resolve that simply by investing in them, putting their banks, in, our money in a bank. Because right, once but, they but put their, yeah, our money gonna, in a bank, they have to reinvest it. Right, yeah. but how are you gonna know? How are you gonna invest in a bank if you don't know who they are? But yeah, that's I'm, just I mean, what I'm saying. We start that movement of communicating that, that to our peers, and you know, the same way you could w- wake up on and look on Facebook, and now everybody then changed their background to black, or you know, the the rainbow black, flag, whatever. Black it's Tuesday, yeah. as that. It's just yeah. people have to understand that this type of change um, can be beneficial. And like I say, that's just one thing. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? We still need our wealthy. Uh, brothers and sisters to invest and like you say, Inglewood go into these smaller communities buy these properties and focus on long term wealth instead of immediate gains because that's what most people do they go and they buy a property and they want to flip it because they want to make money back but you know somebody in, t- in terms of long term they should be buying it if they come in and they buy these properties and then they rent them out um, and, and work with people who are, uh, you know, maybe middle class who right now are paying fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars for rent and can't really uh, move around and start their own business because they're so much of their own expenses are tied up in their own living situation. Maybe they create a small community, five houses, ten houses, twenty five houses. Start doing some interviews, get some of those small business owners to occupy these spaces, charge them low rent so they can really start to invest in their own business, move them in, and then reciprocate that process. So now you have Inglewood with ten houses with business people who are starting a business. Then you you know you reach out to the next ten or the next twenty and you start to flip this money back into the community. You know what I'm saying? There has to be a there ha- that has to be a trend. It's not hard to do because right. a LeBron, LeBron James could come and buy up the whole South Side. Who gonna who gonna turn him down from, from a credit standpoint? He got right. the money to buy fifty, a hundred houses easily. Well Phil, you got my vote, man. You got my vote. I'll vote you in office, man. Now, <laughs> now, now, like, now, regarding, like, now, as, as far as some black businesses being, like, affected with the, um, you know, rioting and looting, like, do you think that from this point on, that may, may make some blacks kind of, like, pause and, and, and kind of taking that risk to start up a black business, just in oh, case something like sure. this was to happen again? For sure. For sure. Yeah. And I think, and that's what, that's kind of where I'm at with it. It's like, man, I, I understand the cause behind it, but it's not the right. It's not the, and that's what, I, again, I go back to leadership. You know, leadership. If you have a leader in these communities that's holding these communities together and say, okay, there's going to be a couple of bad, there's, there's going to be some bad apples who's going to loot and tear shit up. We get that. But if we stand stronger as a community, push back, hold our ground, we'll be fine. There's nobody in that community. Like there's no one person to say, okay, hey, stop this shit. You know what I'm saying? That's where it go. That's where it comes by too. So if, if, I'm, if I'm a black business, I can't be for sure that my business is gonna thrive because I'm scared somebody gonna come in here and ransack my shit. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's a that's a valid point. You know, we're in a, a, a rebuilding process right now. What? are we going to do as a community to protect our new investments? Because supposedly, you know, it's a $10 million investment fund that's being created to, to drive funds into the South and West sides to rebuild these businesses. 
but are they businesses that we want them to rebuild? Because to me, that just means rebuilding the stuff that's already there. And it's not a whole lot of black businesses there. So that's why we need to have our money centralized. That's why we need to have some type of action plan on how we want to move forward as a community um, to start to develop uh, our community as a selling community. Because like I say, we're not selling it none. Ain't nobody coming to the South side, but us. And we can, right. we can recycle our, our money. That's fine. But we're not going to create wealth by recycling money. We have to be able to, the only way to re, to create wealth is to get new money. You know what I'm saying? So we have to have a product or something that we build that's going to attract other people to come to us and spend their money with us. And that's why I say right now with, you know, athletes and musicians and, and you know, people who are currently making millions and millions of dollars, they have a market for which that we should be capitalizing on that we don't take advantage of. We have black colleges that don't invite white people. As that's smart dumb. It's very smart dumb. It's smart because you want to have all your black people together and rah rah shish boom ba, but there's all this white money that could be coming into the college. So it's yeah. smart dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you can have a black curriculum, but there should be no reason why there aren't 100,000 white people at Clark Atlanta. It makes no sense. We're not attracting our own. We are not attracting new dollars. Right. We're raping ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's, that's basically what we're doing. Don't get me wrong. I support black colleges, but ultimately it's not driving. It's not creating new revenue in, in, our, in our ecosystem. So, yeah, we need to open up and sell a product to uh, our, 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 our ethnic peers. Because ain't no Mexicans coming in the black neighborhood. They, a lot of them, you know, white people just finding out about Harold's Chicken. They don't know nothing about Harold's Chicken. Then they love it. But they're not going to come past downtown to get it. They're not going to go on the south side looking for Harold's. If they're not going to get it downtown, they'll never have it. Right. right you know what I'm yeah. saying? And then, you know, once we develop that product, we have to understand that the way we sell things is not tolerable to other people. We think that we can be, oh, yeah, this is my shit, man. You got to check it out. Come on through. That, that shit don't work for everybody. There's a professional standard that you need to have when you're selling things. So if I, if my, you know, my name is Ted and I live in an all white community. And when I go to the store, somebody's always greeting me with a smile and I come on the South side for the first time. And there's some nigga hanging outside the front of the store. I'm not coming back. I don't care how good the shit is. I'm not coming back. And it's black people that say the same thing. Our customer service sucks. So that's something that we have to improve our attitude if we're going to be a seller. So one, we need to get our money in one place. Two, we need to start, we need to find a product to sell. And three, we need to be better sellers. We need to be more professional. Professionalism is not a, an ethnic standard. I mean, it, it's, not, it's not ethnically limited, I should say. It's, it's, it's a professional standard. It crosses all borders. Everybody should be equally treated uh, and treated the same. The same way we want to be treated when we go in the store, those people, want, when they come to our stores, they have to be able to feel the same way. So we need to improve the way we sell. Otherwise, ain't nobody going to buy shit from us. All right. You know what I'm saying? Those are three very quick things we could do to change. I like and, that. I, and there, there are tons of them. I got tons of them. But the, the the one the one of the important uh, uh, facts that you made here is that I think, like you said, they have we have to have something that's uh, strictly ours, ours that other people of the world want to buy. 
And yeah. that's how you, and I think that's where we're at right now. What do we have that no one else in the, in, in the world has that's going to make people come and buy what we got? Imagine if you, I, instead I of all of the NBA players fighting to reopen the NBA, all of them say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's go and join the big three with Ice Cube. That would be such a massive market shift. Ice Cube could, gener- could create a, an entire basketball association. Yeah, but Ice Cube doesn't own that, though. It doesn't matter. He don't, he he don't own it. He don't own it. It, it, okay. Ice Cube just the face of it. He doesn't okay, own let, the but Regardless of whether he owns it or not, what if they, and they took that model and built their own NBA, built their own league? Right. And okay. I like that's, that. That's basically yeah. what I'm saying, but right. I, I didn't know Ice Cube didn't own it. But right. if they if they decide to say, you know what, forget it, I quit. Y'all can have all the money yeah. y'all owe me. Y'all keep it. I'm just going to take my I, I think you do. Rob, I think he does own some of it, Rob. A small percentage. I mean, that he did that. I mean, it's like a Jay-Z situation when we when we thought that he owned the Nets. He he, he, he yeah, owned like like point point oh three percent of the Nets. Right. But a Russia guy had like ninety, ninety-nine point yeah. six. You, I think he invested two hundred thousand dollars. What did he do to you, Rob? Why are you so fifth? What do you do to you? I'm just stating facts, man. <laughs> facts over fellas. Facts over fellas, man. Let me find out you you don't like IQ, man. No, I like you. I like you. Uh, don't sound like it, man. Don't sound like it. Man. I'm just saying he doesn't own the big three. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get the information okay. out why, there. Why did you have to, why did we not have to know that? You know? <laughs> man, look. Come on, man. Why, why you gotta bring it up? <laughs> if 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 all the NBA players decided they want to invest their money and build, you know, five or six uh stadiums across the United States and you know they they self employed. You think people wouldn't go to those games of all nationalities? Please. I mean, these are the best tank. athletes, yeah. I mean, these are, tank. these are the best athletes. I mean, if, if they be in a position in which they can do that, I mean, yeah, of course, that's a, that's a game changer, man. So, I mean, I mean hopefully, hopefully it will happen within our lifetime, but chances are they're going to try to, you know, go with the status quo. They, that's they, it. Because, you know, like most of those players are like living from paycheck to paycheck. So, it's gonna be yeah, hard. Why? What's the minimum NBA salary for? I think it's three hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars or something like that. That's like. Nah, it gotta be more. It gotta nah, be it's more. it's pretty low. Nah, that's the league minimum. I think that's league minimum is three hundred something thousand dollars. Well, it was the last time I looked, which was a while ago. But I mean, yeah. Even, but yeah, like you said, they make bad decisions. They invest in a bunch of crap and spend money on stuff, trying to look pop, look rich, and all that dumb shit, buying Ferraris and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you know, they get that big signing bonus and think that this is gonna last forever, and then they go broke after the, they retire. And so many NBA players that, uh, you know, left the league after getting too old, and you never hear them about it again. And then all of a sudden, they randomly pop up on a car commercial or some shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's unfortunate about us, about our people. I mean, we just don't have that financial literacy, you know, from like day one. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know, like the more money you make, I mean, the more you could try to live that type of lifestyle as, as much as possible. And once your playing days are over with, I mean, they they still trying to live that lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, yeah. they, I mean, they, you know, w- within their first contracts, they're they're buying ten million dollar houses. I mean, 
you don't need to do that, especially right. especially for that for the city that you plan for, because chances are you you will be traded, and then you got to sell that house, and you're probably gonna sell it, um, you know, for for like way cheaper than what you bought exactly. it for, because you're in a rush to get rid of it. Yeah, and you probably only you only spending probably what a tenth of your year actually at home. Right. You're always training, and then when you're not training, you in season. When you're not in season, you're traveling. Well, during the season, you're traveling. So you're really just buying it for your family anyway. Right, well, guys. The, the league, the league, the minimum salary for the NBA player is five hundred and sixty-two, five hundred eighty-two thousand dollars. Okay, so it did okay. go up a little bit. I mean, not only that, you gotta keep up with your living expenses. I mean, you know, child support. For, <laughs> yeah. for those who got baby mamas. And, yep. and as far as you have, like, your own chef, your own uh, personal trainer, I mean, all this shit costs money. And plus, yeah. like, but, plus but, like uh, I think I, I think 5 or 10% of your salary goes to your agent. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of pawns being greased, man. And, I mean, I can see why that money just goes away so quickly. <laughs> but I think – but the problem is – the problem is this, too. If you're, if you're an NBA basketball player and you made – over 300, like are you Kevin Garnett and you made over 300 something million dollars your whole career. You can't really live as much as you want to, you can't live amongst the peasants. You can't, so right? You kind of forced to buy, you forced to, to buy that 10 million dollar house because you know you no. got that security. And no, safety. no, you, no, you can always buy a cheap house somewhere. No, nobody gonna know who you are. For example, you could move to Arizona. <laughs> 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 property taxes are awfully low down there like like imagine like okay like imagine if i was like the like a caliber player like let's say levine with the bulls um i think his contract was probably like maybe maybe 120 i mean he he's really not getting 120 he's probably going to get maybe 60 million dollars you know after taxes so um you know if i was in this position i would probably get like a little apartment somewhere in the um like off the of Roosevelt, yeah. yeah, that's where he yeah. lives. Though he lives right. downtown somewhere around. Okay, there. and then I, I would probably buy like a nice four hundred thousand dollar house somewhere, somewhere like like I don't know, maybe California, because he, he went to school out there at um, UCLA, so I believe he's from out there. But yeah, I will, I'll have like a home based house, and then my plan city, I, I just maintain like a little apartment. I mean, yeah. I, I don't have to buy a ten million dollar house just to, just to stunt. I mean, that's what that's who, what who our people over do. There? <laughs> yeah. How many how many people you want in a ten million dollar house anyway? You got a ten million dollar house. You gonna invite if you invite twenty people, somebody gonna steal something. So what, <laughs> what you, why would you even want that many people in your house? Oh man, I ain't going. But it's, I mean, it's easy. It's easy to talk that when you, when you don't have a million dollars, there's ten million dollars to spend or something like that. If, if 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 you got five hundred million dollars in your account and you like this ten million dollar house, you probably gonna buy it because because you just like it. This is what it is. I mean, hey hey hey, Warren Buffett. Warren, Warren Buffett is worth fifty seven billion dollars. Have you seen his house? No. It's, he he has like maybe like a maybe a two thousand square foot house in in Omaha, Nebraska. That's what I mean, Kanye uh, want to move to. <laughs> oh, he want to move to North Dakota, South Dakota, I think. One of them two. Wyoming. Kanye. 
Wyoming. Oh, it's Wyoming. Right. Wyoming, but, yeah. But that's that's the point exactly. Black yeah. people are not taught financial responsibility. Yeah. But we it are, goes we, back but it goes back to what we were saying about one of the already buying the most expensive brand. Yeah. We're not financially responsible. Hey, where y'all shop at? I shop at H and M. <laughs> Walmart. You, you proud of that too, huh? Walmart. Oh, I, oh, I shop at H and M. Wait, wait, hey, did man. you shop at Walmart? <laughs> Old Navy, six ninety nine. Oh, Old Navy. Hey man, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm forty two years old. I mean, I gotta, I have to dress like I'm forty two. <laughs> you dress like you twenty five. What are you talking about? <laughs> you look like Quavo, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> you dress like you, you like Quavo. <laughs> You still wearing chains, man. <laughs> hey, hey, man. Don't hate. Don't yeah, hate. Man, we're just speaking from what we say. No, no, There's no know. hate. There's no hate, man. You just <laughs> can't say what you said. What you said was just because, wrong. Because y'all want to because y'all like wearing dad clothes. I'm straight. I'm I don't know. I guess I, I guess a t-shirt and some pajama pants. I guess you probably, you probably got some you probably got some sandals, open toe sandals. The socks, two socks on, two socks. House shoes? <laughs> I'm in hey, the house. I got Crocs. I got Crocs. Exactly. My whole I mean, point exactly. I shop at like Ross, Marshalls, Target, Walmart. Crombie I mean, and Finch. Don't you? You, you, shop, you somebody like they shop at Crombie and Finch, don't you? Abercrombie. <laughs> that yeah. place still open? Uh, you, you, nah. you, you know what? If, if I was the same weight I was for, for Eric's wedding, yeah, yeah, I shopped that. But I, I'd have picked up some weight from this quarantine and then having a baby. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't fit them clothes right now. But, but yeah. actually, I had ordered like a a, um, a Peloton bike. It's gonna be here in August. But yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm going to lose all that baby fat, man. See, look, Peloton bikes. You're talking about being financially responsible. He going hey, buy a bike with hey, a TV. Come hey, on. Hey, where is the black owned bike at? Why didn't you just it? make your own bike? <laughs> Why you ain't make your own Peloton bike? All you got to do is get a cheap bike and put a tablet on it. <laughs> a couple sensors. This is easily done. Well, yeah. actually, I had bought that bike prior to the whole uh, protest and shit. So yeah, and then also, oh, so the protest is okay. We now not having had the protest. You spent <laughs> a whole bunch of money on that other bike that you had too, and it's sitting in your garage. You know what? I, 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 I don't I, have time I to go to the lakefront. And plus, the lakefront is closed. <laughs> you can still ride it on the street. You live out in Guam. Hey, we need to get some bikes. I need some bikes. Yeah. We need to, we need to get bike some bikes together and take the kids bike riding, man. Oh, no. You know what? I, I got I got like one of those bike trailers, man. <laughs> you, said I was... <laughs> you said what? That's saying nah, fucking kick. Um, I got a bike trailer, man. So I'm I'm always taking the girls around the neighborhood. It's it's like a little two seater. Oh, you pull them around. That's yeah. cute. That's cute. Yeah, that's cute. Yeah, yeah well, I'm, I'm I'm getting the bike soon. We we all can definitely hit the road, man. There ain't no there ain't nothing. We definitely should do that. Okay. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But well, I mean, you well, know, I'm sorry. Yeah, what? Go ahead. Nah, no, I, was, I, was, I was gonna ask you, y'all got any parting words? Huh, Nelly? Oh. Uh, Words to live by. I just think that uh, I think we finally coming to a, a point in society where we have to have hard conversations with people 
that you may or may not have ever had a had to have a conversation with for people to understand you. I think we all are different, uh, but I think we all are the same, man. And and some aspects. I think I think cops right now, cop brutality right now is just a symptom. I don't think it's like the main thing that's wrong with America right now. It's a, I think it's just a part of a thing of a bigger picture that we just that's showing us that we have to change the people. Um, and I, you know, not to go against the whole Black Lives Matter situation, but I think it's time for Black people to really start looking at each other. You know, a very hard, a very hard look at each other and ask what we, what do we want out of this situation at the end of the day. My thing is, in six months from now, I was still, are we still going to be talking about George Floyd? You know, so what do we want at the end of the day? It has to be more than just marching, march, uh, marching, and marching and um, Looting, it has to be more than that. What's what's the next move? So I'll leave that and then uh, I'll leave it at that. You know, I just want our people to be smarter and prepare for the future, prepare our kids for the future. Right now, it ain't looking too good. Mm-hmm. Well, for me, um, you know, we have talked about like a lot of like, um, like pro-black things. I mean, just because we're pro-black doesn't mean that we're anti- white or Asian or um, any other race out there. I mean, we just want our people to like thrive. If, if we thrive, then there will be no need for us to like go out and rob. And then actually just to, just to get a, a quick disclaimer, our, our, the co-host Eric, um, he had a home invasion at his house uh, just yesterday morning. So, you know, unfortunately, I mean, it, it, it wasn't a Harvard graduate breaking into his house. It was just some, some, some guys that, that was probably down and out felt that they had to, um, you know, break into my man's house and try to try to steal his TVs and and, and it's possibly his cars and everything. But every, everything was returned back to him. So that that situation turned out to be actually good for him to as far as the, uh, the perpetrators to be caught and everything. But um, as far as the whole big picture moving forward, I mean, like I said, black men, we don't have any allies. And the reason why I have my disdain for certain um, organizations because I mean we 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 are as black people we are fighting for our we we are fighting for our our um our nuclear families and and we we need real patriarchy I'm I'm fighting I'm fighting for that for my daughters and and my daughters don't have a a good competent pool of black men to like you know have mates with later on in life then then you know um, that that goes my legacy right there. I mean, I don't I don't have sons to um, to have a legacy passed down through. I got two daughters, so it's it's important that black boys shouldn't be ignored. So from that, you know, uh, I just hope that we we have a wake up call and, um, and and get better after this. I would say that I'm still not convinced. Um, that change is on the horizon for us. And even more so, I'm not convinced that we're prepared if change does come. Um, We have been, we talk about systematic racism um, all of the time, Um, but within our own community, we do not have processes. We're not doing anything for ourselves to improve ourselves. So if the world makes an opening for us, how are we going to move into that space if we don't know how to move into that space? We have to start looking at, um, you know, looking for our leaders to step up, looking for those people who are empowered in our community to 
not only be leaders, but to invest in our community and start to teach and educate us as a people in how to operate within a society that has historically cast us out to the outer edges of civilization um, and taken advantage of us. So if we want to push to open this door for us to, uh, to be able to step into, we can't walk into it assuming that uh, now that we have a seat at the table, um, that you know, the way that we behave and the way that we carry ourselves are, is supposed to be acceptable. We have to improve and elevate ourselves as a people so that now that we've garnered and forced respect, that we can retain respect um, by showing them the best side of us, uh, not just the worst side. So, you know, while I'm not convinced that um, everything that's going on is going to make long lasting change, if it does, we as a community need to improve upon ourselves so that any changes that are made we can uh we can hold the hold uh, hold those who've made the changes accountable for them but hold ourselves accountable for our own actions going forward awesome man awesome well fellas that there it is episode 14 so um hopefully we have um you know everybody for next week so hopefully uh I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I need to talk to you guys offline, too. So okay. you just stop recording when I just let you guys offline. Okay. All right, y'all, there it is. Episode 14. You guys have a good night. Peace. Right. Peace out. Peace.